in opposite parts of the country, and we're inviting you to listen in on our conversation about everything from money and manifesting to dating and big life changes. We'll offer two different perspectives to help you navigate whatever it is you're going through. Because we've likely been there, done that, or are going through it too. Whether you have a sister or not, you'll either relate or feel like you do as you listen in each week to new episodes. So welcome to Go Call Your Sister. Let's have some fun. Welcome to episode six of Go Call Your Sister. I can't believe we're already on episode six. That is really crazy. But Tuesdays have quickly become my favorite day of the week because it's Go Call Your Sister Day. And we have a really awesome episode to share with you guys today. So Allie had the energy episodes. She was mother of the energy episodes. And this one (laughs) is my specialty. This one. This is your bread and butter. Yes. Today we are talking all things social media, and I'm so excited. We have one of my longtime friends and someone that I really look up to in the social media world, Lindy Goodson, joining us today to talk all things social media. So we're talking like how to grow your audience, how to grow your platforms, how to make money on social media, what is an influencer, and all of those good things. And I'm really excited to share this because I feel like this is something that they don't teach in school. And a lot of people kind of wonder about. So this is a good episode, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys today. Yeah, it was a great episode for me. I am not big into social media. I mean, I have an Instagram and everything and TikTok, but it's not my favorite thing in the world or, you know, the thing I know the most about. So it was really helpful for me to listen to Lindy and hear all of the insight and good advice that she had to give. Yeah, for sure. I think that I remember being in, I think – even like late high school, beginning of college, and like influencers weren't really a thing. Like no one really knew what it was. I remember I would post things in like high school. I would get my mom out, y'all. I would drag my mom around and give her a camera. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, I have the best idea. It was like some whack photo idea, like very extra, very like off the wall. Like no one was posting selfies. And I was like, Yes, this is it. And that is kind of how I grew my social media because I was kind of posting things at the time seemed kind of like weird and people were like kind of like that's cringe but I really I felt passionately about how Instagram was going to grow and now it's like everyone knows what an influencer is like we learn about them in school now like it is really interesting how it's kind of developed into like a career and something that people do full-time yeah you learned about influencers in school yeah IMC like we had like Lynn oh fun fact Lindy spoke in my IMC class Mr. Professor Conway's class last year, and then I got to talk to his class this year. So it's kind of like an honor, you know, following up Lindy Mm -hmm. the year before, and now she's on this podcast. So full circle moment. And they have like social media specializations in school now, which is really Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Shout out Ole Miss. I have a social media specialization actually. (laughs) But yeah, Bird, I remember when you would drag us around to every mural (laughs) in every city that we ever went to. We had to do a whole mural tour. And you had to take a picture in front of every single mural, and we were like, what is this? Guys, you've never seen someone tweak more than me when I see – when I like. I guess I've. it's really not a thing anymore, but when I used it to see like a mural – It was like 14-year-old you, 14-year-old bird. Yeah, 14 to like 16, I would see a mural, and I was like, mom, you turn right now. <laughs> like literally lose my mind. Like I would research murals around like places we would go and have like a full photo shoot. And like I don't know. It, it was like at the time – it seemed extra, but now it's kind of like the norm. Like people post selfies and I really like the way social media has grown. I think that there's a lot of good and bad in social media. Obviously we all know that, but I think looking for the good in it and making sure it's like fun and something that I love to do. So I think that for me, social media is great for keeping up with people. And just like, you know, I follow accounts that are really motivating. And so I love that aspect of social media. I do think it's kind of hard in today's day and age to stay present. Mm. And I think that finding a good balance of enjoying social media, but not letting it dominate what you're doing or your your life, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think I think social media plays a huge role in our mental health. Like I myself have gone through times, like especially one specific incident where I went through a period of cyberbullying on social media like a little over a year ago. And it took a huge toll on my mental health. Like I was in a really, really dark place. And I think that 
people forget that social media has that power to really affect like your mental health and your mental headspace. And I think that there's a ton of ways that you can protect yourself that I didn't really know about at that time. And like really, there's tons of ways to filter your account and create a safe place for your mental health on your social media. Because it's your social media accounts, you know, you should be able to control and dictate what you see and what you hear and what you read. And same with like my For You page on it or like my popular page on Instagram, like I interact with like mental health things and quotes. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of all that I'm seeing now. And like another thing that I think is we were talking about this at the beach this weekend, but like just unfollowing people or accounts that like don't serve you, you know, they don't benefit mm-hmm. your life. Like I was following people and not that I necessarily had an issue with them, but like I was just seeing their posts and it wasn't like bringing me joy or helping me or boosting my mental health. So I just unfollowed them. Yeah. I mean, I think that you should clean up your social media feeds like you clean up your house like on a regular basis and just get out all of the accounts that don't make you feel good. I mean, you need to curate your social media feed to fill you with joy. Yeah. And if you're like following someone and like, I feel like everyone could think about this, like think about that one specific person and when they come up on your timeline or whatever, you're like, oh, Oh no. Like, you know, or like even someone you don't follow, but you like regularly, I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, but you regularly stalk, you know, block them, block them. You don't need to see it. You don't need to see it. And yeah, definitely. Well, I've, had, I've had to stop following people that I would like compare myself to just because like every yeah. time I would see them, I'm like, ugh, like I hate this feeling. Like, why am I even doing this? So just like removing them from your yeah, feed. Remove. Like, you don't have to follow anyone, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyways, this week's episode's great, and I'm really glad Lindy could join us. She's such a gem. She's so relatable and real, and honestly, one of my favorite people to follow because I feel like she like lets her like true personality shine through. She's someone that I really enjoy following, so I'm really glad she could be on here to talk about social media with us today. So before we before we get started with this week's episode, let's go over our highs and lows of the week. Yay. Okay. Well, I'll start. We just flew back from the beach this morning. We had an amazing weekend. We both took friends down to watercolor in Florida, and it was just such a nice and relaxing weekend. We had beautiful weather, and it was just great to all be together um, and just enjoy what we were doing and where we were. And it was just such a beautiful place. And I feel like our friends got along really well, and you know, yeah, it's sure. always good to be together. Yeah. I feel like your high is always so like, what's the word I just thought? Um, eloquent. And then mine's like, I had the best hot dog. For lunch. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think that my high, it was also just the beach trip, um, us being all together, seeing my two best friends and all of your friends. Our friends really like just like merge into one big group and we just have such a fun time together and yeah I know we all like love each other so much and god that sunset the first night we were there was insane like the beach in December like just hits different you know it's just like very calm and we had such a good time so I was definitely also my high trying to think of my low let's see I think my low is I haven't really been sleeping well. I've had like insomnia for the past week and I don't know what's wrong my low with me. Is I'm slowly losing my mind because I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, no, my low is probably waking up at, um, you know, because Allie and the whole little Nashville crew got to fly to the beach and me and Perry drove, which was not bad. It was only seven hours, but we did wake up at 5 a.m. and with you guys and drive home at six. So that wasn't the hypest thing. It's such an easy flight from Nashville. Like it's an hour flight, basically, like maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And so you can take it on a Friday, come back first thing Monday morning, start your week. It's so nice. But yeah, I don't know what has been going on with my sleep schedule because like at night I wake up from like anywhere from 1230 to four and just like don't fall back asleep. And then I wake up, of course, at the crack of dawn. I've always been an early riser. So it's like I wake up after I've gone gone back to sleep for like 20 minutes. Yeah. So I'm running on like no sleep, which is never You just might need like a full day of rest where you literally like don't leave your bed, which is kind of hard to do in the like adult world. But, you know, it's important to take those days and kind of get your sleep schedule back on track. I feel like my biggest sleeping issue is that first I'm like a crazy vivid dreamer. And like I think we might go into this like in another episode, but like my dreams are crazy and like – 
just vivid and like insane. So like I dream really vividly all night. And then my biggest issue is that I wake up and I look at my phone and then my brain wakes up and then I'm and like, I know I could sleep more, but like I just woke myself up by like scrolling through like 900 feeds and looking at 17 million texts. So I've invested in an Echo Dot and now I have a clock. So I can, cause you know, you wake up and you want to know what time it is, but then that means you have to look at your phone and then you see like seven texts from mom. I see nine texts from Allie cause she's been awake for like three or four hours at this point. And now I have a clock, so I don't have to look at my phone. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I've been trying to do like breath work and breathing and meditating when I wake up instead of like scrolling through Instagram. And that helps sometimes. Oh, I did this, do something really cool this week. What? <laughs> that was so aggressive. What? What did you do, Allie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, what did you do that I don't know about? Oh, wait, I do know about this. Okay, continue. Before we well, don't know what I'm gonna say. Yes, I do. What am I gonna say? Your breath work class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I've been telling everyone about it. <laughs> you don't know what I'm gonna say. Yes, I literally do. But yeah, tell them. Tell them about your class. Okay. Well, I did this um, last Monday, and I went to this woman here in Nashville. She does breath work, and my mom recommended her to me, and I didn't really know what it was going to be like. I kind of thought it was going to be like yoga, like, you know, like take a big inhale, now exhale, like that kind of thing. It was not like that. It was, so basically it's called holotropic. I think I'm saying that right. Breathing. And you breathe throughout in and out of your mouth in like a circle. You don't actually like stop at the top or the bottom. So you're just like (sighs) for like an hour and you're laying there in like a dark room listening to music and you're you know, it's a really cozy room. There's pillows and cushions and it's hard work. Like you have to really work to breathe like that for that period of time. And then eventually after you've been doing it for a while, your body kind of takes over and does it on its own. Mm -hmm. You know, we spend so much of our time outside of our bodies, just like stressed about things and worried and anxious. And you're never really like in your body. Like even when I'm doing yoga, I'm thinking of like a million other things. Mm -hmm. And so this really like does get you to focus on your body and just like being with your body and sitting with it. And like people have, you know, some people have visions and hear things and it's really crazy. It was started in the sixties and they would do it with LSD. And then they realized that they were getting the same effects without actually taking drugs. And so I went into it. I was like, Oh my God, like I was not expecting this. Like, I don't really know what's going to happen. And so I went in and I was breathing for a while. And then all of a sudden, like my body starts vibrating. Like it was the craziest thing. It's just, it was a really cool experience and it was something that I'd never tried before. So I definitely recommend doing Mm breath work. Yeah. I did a really cool yoga class last Monday. How do you say it? Nadrir? (laughs) Yoga. um, Yoga Nidra. Nidra. Yeah, I, I have a lot of trouble pronouncing – wait, oh, my God, pronouncing words. Oh, my God. I don't want to go back to the Sister Shebert situation, but I did yoga nadir last week. Is that – wait, did I say that right? It's yoga nidra. I did yoga nidra last week with mom and dad, and it was a very fun outing. I did it last Monday, and it's kind of the same thing, like a sleep yoga, breathwork, sound bath. And it is really awesome. So like in the spirit of this week's episode talking about social media, I think that today's world and society, we are so locked into like screens and connecting and all these things. Like we probably talk to like three or 400 people a day or like even more, like, you know how many people you interact Mm -hmm. with? So like taking time to meditate and do breathwork and whatever yoga class I did that I cannot pronounce it's very important because it helps you <laughs> disconnect to connect, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that disconnecting is so important and I'm always looking for new ways to do it. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's something that you're excited about, Al? So I'm excited for every year, my friends and I, we do a Christmas lights party and we rent a party bus here in Nashville and we drive around and look at all the Christmas lights. And I think this is our fourth or fifth year to do it. 
it's just so fun and I'm really excited for it. It's something festive that we look forward to and I'm excited that you're coming to town for it, which will be fun. Yes. I feel like right now we just have all the same things happening. We're like, yeah, we're going to the beach and we're going to this, but I am also very excited for the Christmas lights um, party because I've never been in attendance. This is my first year and it's like epic. Like people are people are flying in for this like Christmas lights party. And yeah, I've never been because usually I had like exams and stuff this week. That so it's my first time wow. Yay. to be in attendance. I'm very excited. I'm going to get to see my best friend Libby again and win. Everyone's in Nashville. I haven't been in Nashville since I've been home. So I'm really excited um, to do that. And then next week I'm going to Denver, which I'm really excited about. Allie's coming with me. I'm going early to ski. It's going to be awesome. So there's a lot of exciting things happening. I know. I'm trying to pack in all the festive things that I can. Like Wednesday, I'm going to a very she and him Christmas show at the Ryman. You know, the girl from Elf. Yes. Jovi. Jovi. Yeah. It's Jovi and it's the band or the duo that she's in and they have an amazing Christmas album. It's like one of my favorites and they're playing at the Ryman. So I'm really pumped about that. Yes, lots of good things happening and good things to look forward to. But we are going to get ready to jump into this episode, episode six, um, learning all about social media with the one and only Lindy Goodson. She's the real Lynn Shady on Instagram, someone that I really recommend following because, like I said, she's so real and relatable. She makes, I feel like she makes all of her followers think that she's their best friend because she just treats everyone like they're her friend. And she had a really interesting story of how she got into social media and I think it can be really encouraging to a lot of people who are trying to kind of navigate getting into the getting into the social media world because you don't have to be Kim K to make money on Instagram. And that's, so I'm really excited about today. I'm really glad Lindy could join us and I'm really excited to welcome her to No Call Your Sister. you became interested in social media and how you got your start doing that yeah so uh, I always have like loved social media and I always have loved um, fashion so when I was in high school I did not want to go to school who does and to like motivate myself to go to school I would like lay out cute outfits you know that kind of thing and then probably I don't even know it was early Instagram era I was like oh I'm gonna start posting my outfits like I thought I was a fashion blogger but the whole time I was like 13 and I would just go to school in my little outfits every day and post them on Instagram for fun. Um, and it was just kind of like a motivational thing to me, honestly. Uh, and then I did that through high school just for fun. Never anything um, came of that. But I always knew that bloggers like made money and stuff and people on social media could make it a career. So I was like kind of in the back of my mind interested in that, but just vibing until uh, I went to college and I didn't know what I was going to do with that account. Um because I'm like, am I going to be able to keep this up? Or is there, why do I even have a separate account? So when I got to college, I like it kind of fizzled out and I just started posting um, on my own personal social media, but it was just kind of like, not, not obviously like very curated or like niche or anything. I was just kind of posting what I liked and trying to make it fun, you know, for me. Um, and then that was pretty much how I rolled through college. I started a YouTube channel though, um, after my sophomore year, I think it was. Yes. And um, I always wanted to start a YouTube channel, but I was always too nervous. Finally, though, I felt like I was confident in myself. I felt like I had good friends that would support me. So I started that, um, and I guess it was like 2017 or 18. And let's see, pretty much again, just rocked with that. I was getting a little bit of, um, like I was seeing a little bit of money from YouTube AdSense and a little bit, like a few brand deals here and there. Um, but I, it was a motivation, like it was motivating enough to see, um, any money. So I haven't been posting on YouTube very much anymore, but in March of 2020, around the time when COVID hit, well, that was my senior year of college too. I left that out. But so my senior year of college, people were talking about what they're going to do, like where they're going to apply for jobs. And it was just not sitting right with me. I didn't want to mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> I was like, I want to yeah. do social media. I'm not doing it. And um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So I was telling all my friends, I'm like, I swear I can do it. I just need time. And then COVID hit and I came home and I was like, this is my time. And that was also around the time I'd had TikTok, but I wasn't like posting on TikTok, like anything that got views. I was just screwing around. But when I got home, I was like, oh, maybe I can try and make fashion videos on TikTok. Let's see. So I was posting on TikTok for fun, but then like kind of got a little bit more serious about it in March of 2020. And that's when um, I started seeing success. So it's just kind of been like a gradual, I guess, thing through the years. 
tell us a little bit about your page. What is your, like, do you do fashion? Like, what's kind of your thing? Yeah, so I have, it's always been fashion mainly, um, has been like my, I think my thread throughout everything. But um, now actually, things have taken a little bit of, they haven't taken a turn on social media, but they have in my life. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to like reflect that on social media because I recently have acquired a house and I'm redoing it and decorating it. Um, I'm getting married. So I'm like, there's like wedding content and like house content. So I'm trying to figure out how to like merge that in. So I think like probably long run though, it'll always be mainly like fashion and probably like home decor type stuff. Um, Maybe even lifestyle. Who knows? Maybe I'll become a chef. I don't know in this house. We'll see. <laughs> yes, congratulations <laughs> on your engagement. I'm Thank so excited. I feel like I've like been really invested since the start. <laughs> and it's actually funny. Like I guess people who are listening to this might not know this, but um, when I did Jules by Sarkar in high school, you mm-hmm. were like a brand rep for me before. Like even like influencers weren't a thing. I didn't really know even what like a ambassador was, but mm-hmm. we would do like little like stage photo shoots, and I was always like. Lindy's so cool and then you oh, went to Ole Miss you. and you had I thought that. you were so cool <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you you had that like dorm room video pop off oh, or yes. it was on the um yeah. the article yeah I forgot and about that's that. when I, I was like that yeah and that's when I was like okay Lindy's gonna do awesome stuff and I think that that's such a good point like COVID really did give us all that time to like invest and I was the same mm-hmm. way like graduating I was like Oh no, like everyone's applying. Like, yeah, I'm going to go do this or I'm going to go, you know, to med school or I'm going to go to grad school. And I was like, oh boy, I don't feel that way either. So I was like right there with you. And you talked to my class last year. And then, you know, it's funny yes. is that I talked, I talked this year uh-huh. oh, in the it. same class. And I was like, guys, last year, Lindy talked and she inspired me so much because you really were the reason that I started like getting into TikTok. So I was kind of oh, the same yay. way. But so, how were you able to grow an audience? Like, what was kind of the best ways that you did that? Because I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. You know, they can get, it feels kind of stagnant, you know? For sure. I definitely think TikTok, like, I mean, there's like pretty pictures everywhere, but people can like really see your personality and like feel like they know you more on TikTok if you do like talking videos and that kind of thing, or just mm-hmm. anything where you inject any personality. So I think that the best way to like, well, that's definitely the best way to grow, like, numbers-wise, because, like, so many people, I don't know how it works, but there's a ton of people on there, and they somehow all see the videos. I don't know, but um, I think that, like, the best way to grow an audience that is, like, engaged and cares about what you're doing is TikTok as well, because, like I said, you could just be more personal, I guess, on there, and I don't know. makes people feel like they know you more. Yeah. I think people get nervous, too, like, cause I remember the biggest thing for me was overcoming, like, doing talking videos I was uh-huh. so nervous to do them like I was I would get so self-conscious my mom would have to like hold a piece of paper with like key, <laughs> key, key points and I was like uh-huh. I can't do this but I think once I got over that I also felt like people knew me better and I was yeah. kind of seeing that growth so but that is scary for some people so like what would you say for people who get nervous about kind of showing like more of their yeah real personality like how did you get over that you know it's literally so scary I still get really scared like sometimes honestly right now I'm in like I go through like waves where sometimes I can post all the time and I'm responding to comments I'm on top of my game and then the next week I'm like I actually cannot be perceived on the internet ever again (laughs) so I don't know what what that's about but I I don't know but basically first of all I thought everyone was gonna like roast me for my voice or how fast I talk that doesn't really happen um unfortunately they roast me for other things but it's fine but um, basically, they're, honestly, I don't have tips on getting over it. It's just kind of like, I think it's always going to be there and you kind of have to just accept it and be like, yeah, I might be embarrassed and I might get roasted, but uh, like, you know, you never know what could come of it. And then who's going to be laughing then? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, actually me. Exactly. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what holds people back from doing almost anything is just the fear yeah. of what others will say. Mm-hmm. People are like the whole when people are like it's gonna be fine. No one's gonna be mean to you. Honestly, they low key are mean on TikTok. I'll be fine for my life in the comments. Oh, TikTok is crazy. Like people <laughs> yep. have literally no filter. Like I mean, no. it's it's like nothing I've ever seen you know, on Instagram. People are like, yep. Lindy, you look so pretty. And then uh-huh. on TikTok, like they literally have like no yep. no fear, no limits. But yeah, and I think that like when people realize that like. I always say this, but like 99.9% like love it. They're so engaged, but like that 0.1%, they're so much louder and they're uh-huh. like so scary. Yes. But then I feel like once you kind of get past it and like 
maybe go through a few instances of like some yes. real like negativity. It's like it doesn't really hurt you anymore. You're just kind of like, sure. whatever. And yep. a lot of times people really aren't like that's just kind of like fear creeping in. But I feel like for the most part, you yeah. know, it got it. You kind of get over it. Um, at what point did you realize influencing could be a full time thing for you? Well, let's see. I guess I always knew that it worked for some people, and I was like, I don't know why it isn't working for me. But over the time, like over the years of college and stuff, I was like, you know, I think, I think I could do this, but I still wasn't sure about like how it looked, like to for real make money on there, like how brand deals, like how much people got from them. I I was getting like very small amounts every like every here or there, you know. Um, but then when I came home for COVID and started, um, I wasn't even getting many brand deals back then because I think. There was like probably financial reasons for that from companies' point of views, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just pretty much doing um, like everything I was doing was to grow my audience and using um, affiliate linking. So like if I had, you know, an outfit on and it was the shirts from somewhere, I would link it and then I'd make money off of that. But because so many people would see the TikToks, I was like, whoa, that actually, I thought I didn't know you could make that much money from that. And then now. I guess probably the last few months it's been, I feel like brand deals have picked back up, at least for me. I don't know. So it's kind of been like a through the process type thing as well. Um, Cause I wasn't making that much during like early COVID, but I was like, I still think it's possible. So I just kept like going. Cause I'm like, honestly, what's the al- alternative? Like I'm living in my parents' house. I still am. There was a pandemic and I'm like, I might as well just keep trying. And I don't know, just kind of over time, became more and more I'm like okay I really can see more of how other people are doing this and I can see that it can work so how were you able to grow your followers were there specific tactics that you use or strategy give us a little bit of insight on that I don't know I'm not like very strategic in the sense of like planning and like I'm gonna post every single day or I post it this time I never really have done anything like that but I am strategic in the sense that I knew that the TikToks would get views or I knew that I would get more views on TikTok than other platforms. So I would try to figure out a way to somehow interest people in like my Instagram or content they would get on Instagram in my TikTok. So like if I'm doing an outfit video at the end, mentioning like, um, I already took a picture in this outfit and it's popping off on Instagram or like something like that. So I could figure out how Mm -hmm. to get the people to like move platforms and get off TikTok (laughs) and then be on my Instagram. So those are like the thing, like just honestly, that kind of thing for me more than like scheduling or planning um like times of day or anything like that I'm just more of I don't know (laughs) I kind of fly by the seat of my pants I guess but (laughs) yeah something I really like about your like page and you know why I like to watch your stories and your TikToks and your Instagrams that you are so (laughs) real on it I'm kind of like I feel like you're like in a way like snapchatting I'm looking at your stories and you're like talking about something I'm like this is so like just real (laughs) and I feel like that's how it translates and your your followers kind of grow because it is kind of hard to like get that TikTok audience to move over to your Instagram audience. So if you can find a way to kind of get people headed in that direction. So like, yes, if I post a TikTok, like for some reason, my TikTok has become only like moving to Hawaii. Like that's like my niche (laughs) on TikTok, which is like what I post about a lot on Instagram. But um, I try to put things in like and head over to Instagram to Uh see more pictures. So I totally get it. And how did you kind of like – I remember when you were talking in our class last year, you talked about like finding your niche. Am I saying that right? Niche? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I never really know about that one. But I remember you were talking about finding your niche. And I was sitting in class and I was like, I don't know if I have a niche. And I think a lot of people could feel that way. So like how did you kind of recognize like, okay, I like to do fashion stuff and photo editing and kind of like turn that into mm-hmm. into like your thing but still be able to branch out to these other parts, you know? Yeah, so that honestly freaks me out. So that's a part of the thing that I'm stressed out about now again, just because it's like, when you kind of get in a a rhythm of like, okay, I'm doing these outfit videos or whatever, it like, it's flowing and it makes sense. But then the moment you want to like talk about something else, it's weird to try to figure out like, how am I gonna, I don't know, you don't have like a routine down or a pattern for it. Pretty much like with the fashion stuff and photo editing, I would just literally throw things out there and see what stuck and then I would try and do more and I would try and have that um that content kind of like work for me and this is something I still struggle with because I'll be like I have no ideas and I'm like if I just would go to my comment section on videos that did well there's people asking for videos or like they're like you should do a video on a b and c once you like have a video that gets some views and some clout of sorts um Mm -hmm. I feel like you can kind of branch off from there I'm hoping that I can like throw some little 
tidbits into my typical t- style of video to get people like asking about home decor or like that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I'm so excited to see your home decor videos and like I was <laughs> even you. following like the whole reno- like it's like a renovation process and I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be so exciting. So yeah, I definitely I think people will for sure be connected with that. What are some of your favorite apps for social media? So like editing, I know you said you don't schedule, mm-hmm. but do you have any like favorite editing um, apps? I feel like people yeah. really like to know about that. Um, for pictures, pretty much. I've like really chilled out on that. I used to be going absolutely crazy, but now I just use Lightroom pretty much just to edit colors. Um, and um, okay, I like to use, I feel like everyone's talked about this on TikTok already, but I like to use Lens Buddy to like take pictures when I take pictures on a tripod I don't Mm -hmm. like doing that but it's what I do when I have to (laughs) yeah I like to use let's see what we have oh I use um the like video editing app splice sometimes on my phone yes and I like it and then everyone's like don't you have to pay for it and I'm like no there's like a little x in the corner when that ad pops up so yeah you just gotta x that out I'm like (laughs) I'm team splice too I have friends like iMovie is like just not my friend but Mm -hmm. I started using splice I'm like this is the move because I don't know about you, but I don't edit my TikToks on the app, so I just no, me neither. edit them all in Spice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot film, like, on the TikTok app. I can't edit on it. If, first of all, my phone looks like garbage, so I film everything on a camera, <laughs> which also, that, I think, helps a lot. Like, the lighting on my camera, like, makes it all so bright and clear, and I think that that, like, makes people stop scrolling, and then, I don't know, kind of, like, gives their attention right off the bat, versus when I film on my phone, like, literally, they flop. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. So... For someone that's starting out and they want to grow their following in general, what is the best piece of advice that you would give them? I would say, okay, I think I said this to Mr. Conaway's class last year, um, (laughs) that like if you're doing it and it's fun, then you'll be able to keep it up, uh, which I think goes back to like the acting like, I don't know, being real on your stories and being real, as real as you can be, because I don't know, like you can keep it up because it's fun for you. It feels natural for you. And then also I think that translates to your audience. Um, One time, I can't remember where I heard this, but this was years ago. Someone said like, if you have a funny Snapchat that you're about to send your friend or like your friends, you know, and you got a joke or you want to say something to them and just mess around, like just honestly be like that on your stories because you want your audience to think of you as a friend and you want to like be a friend to them. So treat them how you would treat Mm -hmm. your friends. Uh, Talk to them about things that you might think are like, not on brand or not in your little niche it's those are the kind of things that like make your audience feel like they're friends with you and I share people with my friends like I'll send stories of the people who I love to follow to my friends because I'm because I think they're funny or I like like their personality and I feel like I know them you know so I'll be like oh my gosh I love Mm her like I follow people for fashion but next thing I know I'm like obsessed with their dog and their personal life and their mother-in-law so (laughs) like that's pretty I think that if you can like do do your thing like your fashion or whatever it is but also be like real and be a friend to people because that I think is what will help you grow. No, I, t- I totally agree. And I think that is a reason why people are drawn to. And I think about like, I feel like a few years ago, Instagram was really revolving around like perfect feed, mm-hmm. everything matches, picture perfect. And I think that's something I've really enjoyed. I don't know if it was like since, you know, COVID or like what it, but just in the last like year or so, I think we like social media has turned a lot more towards like, I want something that's real. Like I want to connect. I can't just look at this picture perfect feed because uh-huh. like not every day is like that. And no. people are starting to recognize that and be like, wait, this is not relatable. Like I'm in, I haven't changed out my pajamas in three days. Like this is not relatable to me. So how do you keep up with the changing social media? Like I feel like one day, you know, TikTok is it. The next day it's something else. Like how how do you keep up with what's going on? Mainly, honestly, like I am a large user of social media and I think that that helps, but mm, that kind of helps me because I can like see what other people are doing. And also like I read, I'm like the, I don't know, number one comment reader, I think on TikTok. I, I will read like everyone's comments to see what people are saying. If someone's like, oh, we're not doing this on Instagram anymore. I'm like, okay, let me make keep up. If I don't like read through these comments and try to like see what people are doing, um, I'll get like stuck in a rut and then miss out. So honestly, just trying to like, use social media not as a creator at all times which sometimes is hard so um yes but like trying to just use it as a consumer and read the comments as well and try to keep up with what people are doing um without like waiting for it to come out in like an article um that gets shared on facebook weeks later like just literally trying to see what people are talking about 
Yeah, I, t- I definitely feel that. <laughs> I was going to ask. So I think a lot of people listening to this like are probably if, – if they're listening to this and they're interested in like starting influencing, they probably don't have 100,000 followers. So people mm-hmm. are you know, starting out and it can feel intimidating because you're like, oh, like I – don't really have that many followers. I don't really feel like I have that much of a reach. And but I think that micro influencers have become like such the rage mm-hmm. lately, and people don't realize that you really can make good money without even having like 10k. Yes. I don't know why 10k is what everyone thinks you need to have to like be balling on Instagram, but uh-huh. it's really there is a way. So how did you like? I think people do get a little intimidated though about like you know navigating contracts and business proposals mm-hmm. and deals like i remember i still read them through with like my best friend libby i'm like libby help me like, <laughs> i cannot read this this is so like uh-huh. much so how did you kind of figure that cuz it's like they don't teach you that in school they don't say no. here's an influencer contract i know and everyone's like you really need to talk to a lawyer about this okay well i'm not doing that so i just yeah. literally <laughs> i just read them like you said i sit there and read read through everything i can try to make sure i'm not going to get screwed over I don't know so far so good that I haven't had like many bad experiences but I also I don't know I kind of feel like I can tell when something's gonna like not be legit so honestly I ignore it but yeah I kind of asked two full questions in one (laughs) like for yeah so people who are wanting to start out and they don't feel like they have you know followers or like game Mm -hmm. momentum what are some ways that you can that you would suggest for them to like you know get brand deals start moving up like get familiarized with contracts stuff like that yeah um well like you said there's definitely a really big market for smaller creators because there's like a different level of trust with them you know than someone who has four million followers like you feel like you can you know someone and like relate to them more if they have um, less followers so i think that's definitely Mm -hmm. a good thing and on the side of new creators as for like finding brand deals if you don't have like a huge repertoire of them and like kind of I don't know have your foot in the door of sorts what I have used and still use are um, influencer marketing platforms so the two that I have used and had success with are Aspire IQ and obviously and I think obviously is like a weird URL I think it's like obvious.ly or something anyway but if you look up influencer marketing platform Aspire IQ obviously like those will pop up but I actually today I saw people talking about something else in the TikTok comments, someone was talking about some platform called Vima. So I'm about to see real quick what that is. But so that's how I first got any sort of brand deals. And that's literally still how I get a ton of brand deals. Because um, it's like this platforms you like sign up, whatever. And I think you might have to get approved for some of them, but some of them not. And the thing about the approval, it's not like a, if I remember correctly, I don't think that it's about a number of followers, but just about like a, like posting in a way that is like, conducive to a content creator and in a way that would be like appealing to brands you know because they don't want to just give like a random person access to this but um once you're in there it's like on aspire iq you can pitch yourself to brands and you can see all these brands that are doing um campaigns and you can pitch yourself and write like your rate in and stuff and then on obviously they reach out to you you can't reach out to them first yeah i also i think it was like january of last year i was sitting i don't know where i was but i was like I need to really look into these things. I was seeing it on TikTok. People were like, I'm making mm-hmm. so much money and yep. I have 4,000 followers and here's how. And it was like Aspire IQ, hashtag mm-hmm. paid. And I got on there and it really is like also the number one way I get deals still. Mm-hmm. It's like just emails from them. I'm like, this is crazy. Like it's kind of like having an agent, but it's free. Yeah. And they do it all for you. And I don't think mm-hmm. people really know about that. Do you use um, Amazon Associates? Is that yes. something that you like to use? Same. And I, I think that's also like a hidden gem. I don't know oh, it's how you feel about it. Yes, I love it. No, I have had, I've been flopping over the last like two months. I haven't posted like anything that would help me in that regard. I've literally been not doing well, but I had some great months there. And no, yeah, that's literally so, so handy because not only do you have like the affiliate links and stuff, but like they, like sometimes I've gotten brand deals through that. You know what I mean? Like with Amazon. And I don't know, like, I want to be in their good graces because they got all types of money. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think, and it, I think it's really important to note that like a lot of these websites and stuff and like Amazon Associates, you don't have to have any certain amount of followers as long as you like work hard at it and do well, you can really make a steady mm-hmm. income. And I think that's important because like a lot of the influencer stuff, at least what makes me kind of like hesitant about it sometimes, it's not like you're like, you know getting an, a salary every yeah. month you don't really know how much mm-hmm. you're gonna get sometimes like you might have seven deals one month and like two the next month yes. so something like amazon is like a steady monthly income which is really cool and something that i like about it at least how do you plan for that like not knowing how many brand deals you'll have a certain month like is that something that is stressful to you or is something that you plan for like how does that work for you yeah it kind of freaks me out a little bit but luckily honestly i've been 
and this is like coming from a place of um, a lot of privilege because I've been just sitting in my parents' house. So I've been able to save a lot and that's like provides me with <laughs> like a peace of mind. Um, but it's literally that's why I feel like I'm not too stressed out about it is because I was able to save, but that's not like realistic for people who are literally not living in their parents' house. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. most people I feel like my age. Um, <laughs> how you're saying the Amazon, that is like, like a little bit more easy to predict. And also the kind of thing where it doesn't you don't have to have a brand deal for it. Like if you can just like throw a bunch of TikToks at the wall and try to hopefully get one that gets traction to your Amazon, you can be set because like you don't, they don't even have to buy the thing that you linked. If they click on your link at all, yeah. anything they buy. Yeah, that's the craziest part. It's like you can get commission for someone buying like, like, tea. like I remember on Cyber Monday, I, or no, was it, maybe it was, I don't even know, but people were buying like TVs and stuff, whatever the big Amazon day was uh-huh. and like, or like toilet paper, like you can really mm-hmm. get commission from anything so that like screen grab whatever with amazon you if someone clicks your link then you get whatever you get commission off of whatever they end up buying even if it's not your product is that right Uh uh-huh yes so like i think it's maybe 24 hour type of link tracking i'm honestly not sure if it's 24 hour but i think it's a certain amount of hours um for like anything they buy on amazon if your link was the last one that they clicked on then you'll get the commissions but the commission rates do vary because, like, I'm in the fashion influencer program type thing, so I get more on um, fashion items, but you still get some on other things, so it's That's worth really try. cool, and anyone can use it. You don't have to have a certain follower. Yeah, I think that was, like, the first thing I got in terms of affiliate links. I think I got Amazon in college still, so that was early days. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like no one talks about that either, so it's like – that's a really good thing. Everyone get on Amazon Associates. Yep. That's the number one thing. Yep. Something that I wanted to ask you and like I get this is something I definitely have been struggling with lately as well is, you know, working on social media make and you making it a full time career. So your job is basically sharing your life with everyone else. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you remain present while still working on social media? Because sometimes I feel like I look up from my phone and I've been looking at it for like 17 straight hours. I'm like, I do. I, I feel like I'm like disassociating. Like, this is crazy. Uh-huh. So do you have any like tips for that? Um, Let's see. Honestly, if I'm like out with my friends, first of all, this is like kind of about being present, but also kind of because I'm terrified at all times that someone is going to come kidnap me. So like if I'm <laughs> out or something, I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to take these pictures real quick, like snap a few, but I'm going to post them when I get back home or something. Cause again, I'm, literally again helps me be present but mainly I'm afraid that someone's gonna come (laughs) literally steal me so um (laughs) it literally scares me so bad so I try to like for the most part unless I'm like with Jake because then I'm like okay hopefully I won't get stolen (laughs) yeah so but mainly I will just try to like take pictures or if sometimes I don't sometimes I'm just like whatever I'm not doing it right now but um if I do want to post about it then I'll just try and post about it um later (laughs) that's my number one thing with social media for me it's like I you know, want to be present, but then it's like, I don't want to be on my phone. And then I never have any pictures of anything. So mm-hmm. it's like one extreme or the other. Same. Yeah. I've been, that's been something I've been battling too. Cause I'm like, I want to post every single thing that I'm doing and like know, share it with people. Yeah. And share it with people. But then like, I don't want to miss it with my actual eyes. Uh-huh. So I think that there's like steps you can take, mm-hmm. but I'm like definitely still working on that as well. Cause it can be hard sometimes. And I think it can also affect like your mental health, like feeling like you're always connected to like your, I, I don't know. Sometimes I should put my phone away and be like, okay, no, no this yeah. is not, not today. So what is, what do you think the future is for social media? I feel like it's always evolving. Like, what do you think? We for sure are going to be in a video era. I think even with Instagram, like, I don't think Instagram's going to go away. You know, people are like, Instagram's dead. Okay, maybe it is, but I think it always is going to, be there in some capacity especially like when it comes to brands so it's like I'm not willing to just be done with it but Mm -hmm. I think that like it's going to be so much more about I think it already is so much about video and with reels and tiktok and I think youtube even has like youtube shorts on there and those are like little video things so and you know even like amazon reviews there's videos and I don't know I'm like there and videos amazon does live streaming too like I don't know live streaming and video I feel like that's about to be the wave for quite some time. I don't know what could come after that. I'm kind of fearful. (laughs) I feel like Instagram already prioritizes accounts that do primarily videos. So Mm -hmm. then you're more likely to be pushed up to the top of people's feeds. I think so too. But I had one question that I thought of. Um, So what's the deal with hashtags? Like do people, should people use hashtags on Instagram and TikTok or no? 
I have no freaking clue, honestly. I don't use them on Instagram very often. Sometimes I do. But, I mean, it's literally, it'll be like, you had one view from your hashtag. I'm like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> but um, right. TikTok, I feel like, yeah. I feel like TikTok, and maybe with Reels, it's, like, good to use them. Uh, again, not sure. But on TikTok, I do use them, like, as much as I can, honestly. And I feel like it helps on TikTok because people, like, use TikTok as, like, a search engine, kind of, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, like, if I want to know, like, a chair, if I want to see if someone has gotten a chair from this retailer. Again, I'm talking about home stuff because I've been thinking about it. I'll type it in and like if somebody had that, I'll just type in, you know, like the store or Target jeans, Zara jeans, that kind of thing. And if people hashtag that or even wrote it in their caption or sometimes TikTok's algorithm is so weird. Sometimes it won't even be in the caption. It'll be like something the person said in the video and it still comes up. I don't know how that works, but shout out to them, I guess. But I think that on TikTok, the more that you can use, the better. And the more that you can use that are relevant to your video. Like I know people just stick random ones on there. I try to do the most relevant to the video. So that way people, if they're looking for that kind of thing, I pop up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually discovered a little hack the other day. I don't know if, like, (laughs) I'm sure people have posted this on TikTok and everywhere else. But um, sometimes I put reels on my account and I don't put them on my feed just because I'm like, oh, I want to kind of grow my reels on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's saying, you know, reels are the thing now. So I put one on my, my reels the other day, but I didn't share it to my feed. But I put it on my story and you know how it's so annoying. You know how when you're typing out words, it disappears behind what mm-hmm. you're posting on your story and you're like, what? Why? <laughs> so I put I wrote out a ton of hashtags that were like relevant to my reels. So it was like hashtag travel, hashtag, you know, Hawaii, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I put all the hashtags behind the reel. So I like, hit it behind it and yeah. put it on my story. And it got so many views oh, like from not even being on my feed. Yeah. So hashtags, I do not understand. That is such a you know, kind of crazy realm to me. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a little hack if you're trying to grow your reels, like maybe just yeah. hide some hashtags in there somewhere. I just saw someone talking about doing, like they got a lot more views on their reels whenever they didn't post them to their feed. But then I was like, oh, well, well, I feel like my followers would see it and that would help. But then you talk about putting it on your story. I get like way more views on my story most of the time than my posts do, honestly. Yeah. So that's a good yeah. thought. RIP to the good old days of just chronological order. Now uh-huh. we're in like Gosh. algorithm and all this crazy yeah. stuff. We're over here being coders. It's a good little tip, Bird. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm about to try that out. I felt like I was like, I was like, am I the first person to find this out? And I was like, no way. I'm sure there's 900 TikToks about this. But, and another way, like, I think that's really cool. Like, if you're looking to grow your social media, people will TikTok like so many strategies. They're like, Here's mm-hmm. how I got 10,000 followers in one minute. I'm like, what? I know. I love those people. I love watching their videos. I feel like TikTok is a great educational resource for so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. I, I think I learned more on TikTok than I did at school, honestly. Sorry, Dad. Honestly, same. I mean, I've taken more away from TikTok, like recipes and mm-hmm. just like business hacks and just a bunch of random things. I'm like, I know so much about everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like I was sitting like hours and hours of IMC class and then I was like, oh my gosh, look at this, what I learned on TikTok. My parents are like, uh-huh. awesome, super <laughs> awesome. So Lindy, what is something that you're excited about right now? Ooh, um, can this be just like anything? Oh, like anything. Life? Okay, yeah, I'm excited about decorating a house. <laughs> I know, I'm so, I'm, I, I just can't wait to see it because I know it's going to be so awesome and I'm like, following along the whole journey I'm like okay like what thank are they, you what is she doing today I, I'm like really excited I hope you do a big home reveal I it feels weird because I'm like used to the dorm room situation where like you prepare all <laughs> summer and you have all your stuff ready and you just move in and it's done and I'm like can't do that <laughs> for this yeah. but I don't I don't know so I'm like I wish it was just all done in one day but that's not how that works so decorating a house is so much fun but honestly it's never finished there's always something that you want to do there's always you mm-hmm. know something you can add or change but it's so much fun I love home shopping yeah something okay something else we like to add at the end of the episodes we like to ask everyone what is a mantra you're living by right now um, I think that I try to remind myself like to take things day by day because I try to like, you know, zoom out and think about what I'm trying to accomplish. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's never going to work. Okay, well, I have to take little steps every single day. And then also kind of a combination of that, the like little steps every single day, um, that's your life. So like I will rush away my life thinking I can't wait till I can get to this step or that, you know what I mean? Um, but whole time my life is everything in between that. So take it day by day and enjoy it. Yes, I love that. 
Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. And this made me think of something. Sorry, I'm like circling back, even though I know no, we're at the end. I have one more thing to say. So I was thinking about this and I feel like, you know, the generations that are on social media, like are getting younger and younger. Like when I was in middle school, I thought Instagram was a photo editing app. Mm-hmm. And now like people are like, you know, 10, 11, 12, they have Instagram, they're, they're scrolling all these things. So what advice would you give yourself like at that younger age for about social media? Like if you could go back and like talk to yourself, you know, so long ago before you knew you're going to have this like career in social media, or just like maybe something you could tell yourself before you started like working on social media mm-hmm. that you like know now. Um, honestly, I think it would just kind of be the same, like have fun because I feel like that is, I don't know. That's like the when you're young on social media and it was like new and this is how it felt when TikTok came out too kind of like the wild west and it was just like a fun thing to do when you were just being carefree about it and i think that that translates and your audience can tell if you're having fun and then also you're not stressed out over it because it doesn't need to be the whole reason i do it is in hopes of um being able to do what i like and not be stressed out so it's like sometimes i stress myself out and i defeat the purpose so <laughs> i think yeah. just have fun yeah totally agree Well, Lindy, I loved your mantra. I was actually just talking to my mom today actually about taking things day by day. And um, I think that that's a really good one for everyone to remember. So thank you for sharing that. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, I love that. And now it's time for our last thing, our (laughs) would you rather question we ask at the end of every episode. I think Allie is going to take this week's would you rather away. Yes. Okay. So would you rather – Give up Instagram or chocolate? Mm, probably chocolate. I'm not a big sweets person, TBH. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say the same. I, if it was like give give up Instagram or like chicken tenders, I would be like 100% <laughs> delete my account yep. right now. That's me but, and popcorn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I eat popcorn like every yeah. day. So. <laughs> but I'm also not a big sweet person, so I think I would also pick chocolate. Yeah. Oh, I'm Instagram all the way. I could not give up chocolate. I'm actually thinking about the pretzel M&Ms that I'm going to eat after this. So <laughs> That's how my mom is. So she would definitely pick chocolate over. Oh, same. Anything. Our mom is like a sweet fiend. Like mm-hmm. if my mom even mm-hmm. heard that question, she her account would have already been gone like <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you and where they can connect oh, yeah. with you. Um, I at name on both Instagram and TikTok are both the real Lynn Shady. Uh, there's underscores in between the words. That's kind of confusing, but um, also if you just look up Lindy on either of them, um, L-I-N-D-Y. But yeah, basically I made my Instagram account that in like 2016, and then I never changed it. Now it's too late. So <laughs> yeah, now it's your now it's your brand. Yeah, we'll link it for everyone to follow along in the show notes. Yeah. I think that this will be a very helpful episode for so many listeners. So really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Well, thank you, Lindy. You're the best. You're so fun to talk to. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.